So you have your core skills down, Pat. Mm-hmm. I mean, the typical stuff. Mm-hmm. Whatever it takes to do your job, mm-hmm. your computer skills. Mm-hmm. Maybe you got your attire set up. You mm-hmm. got that down, Pat. You come in, buttoned up, cleaned up every day. Looking good. Looking good. Smart, right? bringing it. Right. Whatever. You got everything down to the point where, hey, you can get that exceeds expectation mm-hmm. rating that we talked about last mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. But what if I told you there are some other skills that we should all focus on just to make ourselves even more appealing and great? Can I guess they're going to be on the people's side? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) That's what makes a difference. All right. Seven underrated skills that are useful in any job. It's episode 34 Mm -hmm. of the Beyond the Cubicle podcast. Get to it. All righty. Welcome in. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Montgomery. The other one, Sarah Kelly. The big dog. All right. Uh, you know, typical stuff. You know, social media. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at This Is BTC. Uh-huh. Be sure to share the podcast with a friend, family member, coworker, anybody that you think might enjoy or need this content. Uh-huh. All right. Um, if you listen to Apple Podcasts, just go ahead and hit that um hit the rate button, you know? Give us a comment. Tell us how we're doing. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. All right, today's topic. We're scouring the internet, kind of doing some research for myself. Mm-hmm. And I ran across this article. Mm-hmm. It's from uh, this website, wisebread.com. Mm-hmm. Title of the article, Seven Underrated Skills okay. That Will Help You in Any Job. And I was like, I kind of like this. Mm-hmm. We should talk about this on the show because I think it's I think it's uh, it's applicable. Is that a big word? Well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> how many syllables is that? Um, actually, when you look at it, it's something they don't talk about a lot in school. We talk about the technical side, right? Man, but it's your people skills that's going to work with you, right? It gets you that allegiance and that those people that are committed to help you, man. It's it's all on the people side. Yeah. So I'm going to run through them real quick, and then we'll talk about each one of them in in detail. Go for it. All right, number one, empathy. Mm. (laughs) It's one of my favorites now. Mm. Number two, patience. Mm -hmm. Number three, eloquence. Oh. Uh, Yeah. Number four, curiosity. Mm. Number five, creativity. We've done a whole episode on that. Yeah. Uh, Number six, adaptability. Oh, got to be flexible. Yeah, we kind of sprinkled that one in on some episodes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And number seven, I don't think, do they even use this word anymore? Good etiquette. Uh, th- I told you the drunk story, right? Which, no, which one? <coughs> the guy that got drunk out of the senior manager's house. Okay. Maybe a version, go though. Um, upwardly mobile dude. Everybody loved him. He was a golden-haired kid. Yeah. He was going to move up to the company. Everybody loved him. So we went out to the general manager's house, man. The general manager had this Persian rug, dude. Oh, and when man. I found out how much it cost, I'm like, I'm not. You put that on the floor? Have you lost your mind? So, I stayed out of that room. Yeah. My boy started drinking. Uh oh. And uh, he kept drinking. Mm. And eventually, he went in that room. Couldn't hold his liquor. And he threw up on the man's Couldn't Persian rug. Hold his liquor. Now I'm telling you, this happened. He never got promoted again because it was seen as a lapse in judgment. So when you say good etiquette, people, you know, it's the part where they perceive your image. Yeah. Yeah. They're looking at you like, can this person represent us out in public? Right. So, uh, yeah. 
Ah, yeah. <laughs> so I know you remember, and I, I'm I'm slightly below you in age. Okay, but they did. They used to teach etiquette in school. Oh, absolutely. You know, they they used to have classes for etiquette, which now I don't, I don't even think they come close to having that type of we life skill. Do, type stuff. First of all, we don't eat dinner together anymore. I'm guilty. I remember, dude, we all are. I'm guilty. You snatch as it, you know, yeah. you snatch it as you you do. I think my wife's getting me to do it a little bit better. But, yeah. okay, we're going to sit down, turn the phone off, and have dinner. Yeah. But that's the way we grew up. That's true. So. Well, <laughs> you, you, well, you, look, you know what's funny? Yeah. We didn't really do that in my house. You really? A Sabbath dinner. Okay, okay. On the weekend. After church. Yeah, after church. Okay. On the weekend. Okay. Uh, other than that, though, because it was my house was running gun. Oh man! Yeah. All right. Let's hop into the some some of these skills, though. Let's let's start okay. with number one. Empathy. Empathy. And when I saw it, I was like, "Is empathy a skill?" I don't know, man. It, 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 you know, I know heartless is definitely <laughs> a not a skill. Heartless is a bad dude, skill. Dude, yeah. dude. Uh, um, somebody comes in, their kid is sick. Yeah. You're trying to get work done, mm-hmm. and I've seen this, man. Single mom. School calls, kid is sick. Right. And some manager will have the goal to say, you need to take that care of that on your own time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That person needs some empathy. He needs some empathy. Because when stuff happens to them, mm-hmm. they're, oh, man, how could this happen to me? So empathy uh, will let us know whether or not you're a selfish so-and-so. Yeah. And if you don't have any, we hate you. So when I, <laughs> I looked I looked it up, though, and, and to see, because I was curious, I was like, okay, it's empathy a skill. And What's the definition? A couple of, well, not even a definition, but just a couple of the, the articles that I read that were kind of talking about whether it is a skill were like, yeah, because empathy is something that can be developed and honed. And so... Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. and so that in itself would allow you to say it is a skill. So can you get better at this? Yes. Absolutely. Right. And so, you know, like my biggest thing is nowadays, Uh you know, sometimes we have such intolerance Uh of other people and what they're going through, their life situations, their perspectives, because their stuff doesn't line up with how we see. How we see, absolutely. You know what I mean? And so my biggest thing is that the workplace is full of humans. Yes. All caps. Yes. Humans, all caps. Uh, and and different variations on a theme, right? With each one, right? Um, here's an empathy for you. I had a supervisor. Um, she hadn't gotten married, so her favorite person around the house was her cat. Mm-hmm. The cat died. Mm-hmm. So and they, and the supervisor was devastated. Mm-hmm. When I say devastated, she had a she had the sniffles. She technically was awesome, and and a decent person, but. You know, it was all about this cat. Right. So I went out and bought a card. And in your hour of, you know, grief, right, you know, right. praying for you, yada, yada. Man, my peers roasted me. Of so course. Bad. We we don't understand. That. Like, pe- <laughs> people who are not pet people, we don't get that one. No, no. Like, I'm guilty. Yeah. Because I, I know people at work who took off, uh, you know, three or four days <laughs> because their dog died. And I'm sitting here like, yeah. Are you kidding me right now? Like, yeah, seriously? you kidding me right now, right? Seriously? Like, oh, okay. You know, I'm guilty, man. I like, I, but but you're right. Like, in in that moment, that was an empathetic moment. Well, here's that the you thing. If you can give empathy, even for something you don't understand, mm-hmm. it's just acknowledging them for being human and having feelings. The people who are able to listen, yeah, understand and offer real 
empathy, real support, can bring value to an organization. Absolutely. And if you're a boss, mm -hmm. you need tons of this. Yeah, absolutely. If you're a boss, you need tons of this, or you have the most miserable workers on the planet. So yeah. if you're a boss, please be empathetic with what your folks are doing. Now, somebody's yeah. going to say that clashes with us getting our tasks done. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll pray for wisdom and kind of know when to go and when to let go. But please, if you're a boss and you affect other people's lives, please build up your ability to be empathetic toward the things they go through. A great character from a story once said, mm -hmm. with great power comes great responsibility. Absolutely. And, uh, absolutely. This is the thing that makes people want to work with you. Yeah. Even, yeah, if, we're, absolutely. even if we're peers, absolutely. man, be yeah. like, hey, man, you okay? Man, I'm having a rough time this week. And, you know, there's people of faith, hey, man, I'm praying for you. Yep. Yada, yada, yada. Anything I do, let me know. Yeah. Or you can just be like, hey, you know, hey, if we need to go talk, like, we can go talk. Yeah. Yep. You know, and an ear is, is, is huge. Right. It's right. huge. Right. Um, number two, patience. Ooh. Patience. So, mm. One of the things that the article was saying was aggression and ruthlessness has become uh, has become seen as indispensable traits. Meaning, you know, if you go into a place, you got to be a killer, especially mm -hmm. like sales organizations and mm -hmm. things like that. But I've seen it in just like support organizations such as my own, like accounting and finance mm -hmm. and things like that. You come in the aggressive, more showy in-your-face, take-no-prisoners-to-climb-the-ladder approach has always been seen as a super positive, right, in terms of getting ahead. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, absolutely. It sucks. Absolutely. And if you don't have patience with people around you, it's kind of like sometimes we don't have patience because we think we're smart. Mm -hmm. Well, everybody's dumb, and we're just dumb in different areas. Mm -hmm. So you may be better at me than this, but trust me, there's something that I do better than you. Mm -hmm. And if we had empathy... Yeah. On the front side. Patience we, follows. We, we know how to follow that. Now, mm. a couple of things happen with patience, and I got to throw this out here for, for people of faith. Mm -hmm. I have learned that I had to wait on God. Mm -hmm. There's been, there are so many verses that say, wait on the Lord. There's so much. I don't like waiting nope. because I want my stuff now. Yep. We are a stimuli response culture. Mm -hmm. I want my stuff right now. However, I will say that through faith, I've had to learn that some things come but they come later, and they don't come when I think they should come. Right. But I will tell you, God has always come through for me, and that's a real thing. I agree. I agree. Um, the thing that I, I've learned about patience just throughout my life, um, and typically I'm, I'm a typically a patient person, is sometimes, most times, honestly, being, a, being able to be patient. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh gives you room to weigh options mm. and see the bigger picture or take multiple glances at the bigger picture, right? Um, you end up with a better decision. Yeah, and, 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 and that works not just in the workplace. That works in your relationships with your, your significant others, children, parents, <laughs> friends. Yes. You know what I mean? It works everywhere. Everywhere. And more importantly, though, like if, you know, if we're applying this to, to a, a career situation, job situation, um, you know, being patient with those around you, being patient when the uh, promotion is, is skipped over, you're skipped over for that promotion. Mm -hmm. Take a step back and look at it. 
because a better situation might be in front of you and you're passing over <coughs> because you're so aggressively pursuing this one path. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. A football analogy. Mm-hmm. I was watching uh, a couple teams today, and they put on a pass rush. Mm-hmm. And they were so effective, the quarterback sat in the pocket, left the running back, and when everybody got in the backfield, just let him go. Let him, he let his running back let take off. Go. And what it is, when you're rushing for something, you're going to miss some details. Yep. Ooh. You, know, you, Ooh. you are going to miss details. Ooh. And the devil's in the details, especially where our careers are concerned. Absolutely. So the patient part, and I'm I'm saying this is the big faith thing. There's stuff I've wanted so bad. Yeah. And then I've gone to the promise book, and God says, I'll work it out for you. You know, I'm on your side. I'm reading those verses going, if you're on my side, how come I can't get it today? Yep. And he might be telling me to wait. And there's so much. I mean, I watched a friend of mine very impatient about uh, getting to this to this job. Mm-hmm. And for whatever happened, God didn't allow him to get there. Well, they folded within three months after after they were supposedly bring her on. So, you know, somebody knows more than us. Right. And I think patience is, a, has, is one of those areas we might need some divine help in. Oh, absolutely. And, and especially with your last one that you might need some divine help. Because sometimes... You know, we, if we consider ourselves being patient, right, and a situation happens where maybe something didn't turn out our way, right, mm-hmm. then we're we're second guessing, like, well, shoot, did I did I make the wrong maybe choice? I should, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have waited. Yeah. yeah, I can speak for my career specifically, just as as a way to kind of uh, explain my patience. Mm-hmm. And some may look at this and be like, ah, oh, you weren't aggressive enough. So, you know. I have, <laughs> I've been with, with this company for 11 years now, mm, right? Mm. Um, not for a lack of trying to get out. <laughs> things just went a different way. Things just keep, things just kept hey. working out hey. where staying was the better option. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I was definitely passed over for a couple of promotions in, mm-hmm. that, in this 11-year time span, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, one recently, and a couple times where it was just like, Man, maybe I, I made the wrong choice. But then I keep looking. I'm like, dude, I keep ending up in these situations where I'm working with or under good people mm-hmm. that I can learn from. Mm-hmm. And so now when I take that step back, right, I'm looking at the entire picture of my career up until this point. And within this particular type of accounting, this energy accounting thing, you've been growing. I've grown because I've been able to work in this segment, this segment, yep. this segment, this segment. Yep. And there are very few people there that have the knowledge of the accounting across four different segments. Now, here, here's the interesting thing: What if God wants you there? Yeah, that, that's absolutely possible. And what if I'm there? What, so, if there's, what if there's a coworker? Uh huh. That he's allowing you to stay there, and he's never going to let you just right. get wiped out. Right. But what if there's a coworker coming through in the next three months yep. that needs to have that good common sense spiritual discussion mm-hmm. that nobody else in that area would 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 have? Um, hey man, that's absolutely possible because it yeah, happens. I, I know it happens because you, <laughs> you're coaching and people are coming to you. They're talking to you. Yeah. Well, if you are his fingers and his hands in that situation. Mm-hmm. Now, he's not going to let you starve while this is going on. No, 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 no. Right. But I agree. All this is happening. He says, okay, let me check on his faith. Mm-hmm. Say, okay, God, you obviously are running this thing. Yep. But you're still helping people. You're still doing what he would do if he was here. Th- that's that's the patient part of 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 going to work, man. That's true. Is believing our higher power has got it. That's true. Yeah. All right, yeah. number three, eloquence. 
Oh, he's so articulate. So articulate. <laughs> Depending on where that's coming from, I can't stand that. Yeah. I can't stand it. I did a seminar out a few weeks ago, and I always do the uh, feedback. Mm-hmm. And I got that. And where I was, um, anyway, uh, on the on the on the feedback form, it's oh great great class da da da. He's so articulate. Mm-hmm. Well, who did you think they were going to let come out and teach classes? Pretty much. <laughs> now I saw some other things. I yeah. figured, uh, if you kept watching the evening news, yeah, you you didn't. Yeah, I see. <laughs> They don't grab articulate people. No, <laughs> no, that, that yeah. But the importance of elegance is um, is, is not only in just speaking clearly; it's also in the approach, right? Mm-hmm. And so, having tact and diplomacy mm-hmm. in when we're approaching situations, right? Absolutely. So, uh, a clear just. A cliched example is something happens, I'm ready to go fight. I'm going to go in here. I'm going to curse this boss out. I'm going to mm-hmm. curse this coworker out. I'm going to confront him. Dun, 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 dun. No. Mm-hmm. If you approach the situation with eloquence, that says, what's another way? Of saying that. Yeah. Dude, now, I'm an old school dude. So you go. Uh-huh. I listen to some rappers. I can't listen to all of them. <laughs> yeah. But I listen to some rappers, and they have a gift. Man, they have a gift of being able to say something five or six or seven different ways. Right, that's really what eloquence is. Eloquence that's, says, that's a great point. Can I take this thought and be basic? Like, you know, there's somebody that comes on the news every day now. Oh, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. The, the, the vocabulary is limited. Mm-hmm. Uh, eloquence is the ability to just get people on that communication train with you, yep. and they want to follow you along. Yep. They they want to. And you, you talked about tact a little bit. I saw mm-hmm. this poster. It said uh, eloquence or tact um, was the ability to tell somebody to go to hell and, <laughs> and they look forward to the trip. <laughs> you, you know? That is, yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, that's it, pretty it, much it's, it. it's the ability. <laughs> I got invited to go to a hunting lodge with... <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm in that business where these guys hunt fish and whatever. Yeah. And um, I'm silly because I found out humor allows me to be eloquent uh-huh. without clapping back at you and making you feel right. bad. So I said, Eric, come on, go hunting with us. <laughs> I looked around the room. <laughs> Everybody in there is a big time VP. Yeah. And we're in Texas. They love their guns, right? Uh-huh. I said, so y'all want me to put on a yellow vest? Uh-huh. And go out in the woods with y'all, yeah. and y'all got guns. Right. Man, they laughed so hard, they didn't know what to do. Now, Listen. I didn't have to come back strange or do whatever, but you got to find a way to get your point across without putting the other person on edge. I'm That's not, eloquence. I'm not going to be your dick chain. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they could have they, they, they they been his friends. Yeah, right. Yeah, they could have uh, been his friends. Knowing how to say it, knowing what to say, mm. how to say it, and when to say it. That's kind of clear. Yep. All right. Number four. I like this one. Curiosity. Mm-hmm. Curiosity. Why Why is curiosity a skill that is useful for us? Simple. Uh, mm-hmm. Curiosity allows us to constantly acquire knowledge. Mm-hmm. Right? When you stop being curious about something, you're not going to learn anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's simple. Oh, you have a thought. Oh, let me Google this. 
Mm-hmm. Simple. That's curiosity, right? Mm-hmm. So when you get to a point where in your career, in your job or whatever, that you're not curious about it anymore, mm-hmm. watch watch and see how much more you learn. You're not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, curiosity is allowing your mind to say, is there another way to look at this thing? Absolutely. Because we get to work, man, and and... We get to work, and we've done this over and over again for years. We're automatic. Yeah. And we get a little miffed if anybody changes the routine or, oh, man, they changed that up. But curiosity means, hey, this is pretty cool. Now, so-and-so is, so, you know, another firm, they do it this way. Mm-hmm. Hmm, I wonder if I can bring that over here. Mm-hmm. Let me call somebody. Let me talk to somebody. So curiosity is is what gives you the extra ideas that your company didn't have before. Right. Because right. now you're starting to think outside the box. So, yeah. Right. It, it's it's a thing. It's a thing. Um, I mean, if you, if you're not constantly learning, then you're not progressing. I mean that 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 one's simple. I don't even think we need to keep expanding them. Mm. Be curious. Like develop your curiosity. If if you've gotten to a point where you're feeling stagnant and there's nothing that interests you about that position or that role or that job anymore, mm. it may be time yeah, to to do that. It may be time. All right, number five. Then you know number four sets up number five. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> number five is one that we love. We love. When we did this topic, we absolutely loved it. <laughs> creativity. Yes. yes. And how do we define creativity? Uh, creativity is the ability, in my view, mm-hmm. to be able to look at something, almost reject what is known, mm-hmm. and wow, can I come up with a way that they haven't even thought of to do this? Yep. Now, this is an enemy of something in the workplace that, that, and you, when you walk in and you hear it, just run out of the building. Mm-hmm. This is the way we've always done it. Oh, man, I hate it. That means, and, and, and when you run into that, that means those people can't get better. Right. Because they're so stuck in the old way. Yep. And here's the, here's the real kicker to that. The worst, uh, the worst uh, uh, part of, uh, this is the way we've always done it, mm-hmm. has been the way we've done it, has a measure of success. Absolutely. It's working. It's working. So what is wrong with you? And why do you want to change it? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> cell phones and smartphones were working before Steve Jobs had that idea for the iPhone. Whoa, yes. And what happened? Yes. And now every, every smartphone looks like the iPhone. Even, yes. Remember those flip phones? Yeah. Man, I'm old. I have one in bricks. Yeah. <laughs> you look like an apartment building right next to your head. You mean, it was cool. It was cool. I had one of those. You're like, oh, he got a phone. Now it wasn't on. Yeah. I couldn't talk right. to anybody. It, it was cool. But I had a brick. Yeah. It was on. You know? But, uh, yeah, creativity, curiosity and creativity are um, great partners together. Yeah. Um, and even in situations where, you know, um, Things are working. If there's a better way to do it, a more efficient way based on new technology, mm-hmm. based on new ideas for processes, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like drive yourself, develop your skill of curiosity so that, um, you know, you're constantly uh, bringing something new in. Bringing right? something new, a new perspective yeah, in. That's how you increase your value. Absolutely. Your Absolutely. You got to be curious. Hey, is there another way to do it? Is there a better way to do it? And, and and here's here's the perfect thing too, mm. curiosity and creativity 
allow you to, when you walk out of the door or stay in the building, mm-hmm. right, whichever, mm-hmm. put something on your resume mm-hmm. that makes you even more valuable internally or externally. Yeah. You know? I created this, came up with a new way. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. impact of that on the business. Yeah, yep. this is real stuff, man. Hey, go, go back to our last episode when we were talking about performance reviews. Mm-hmm. Curiosity and creativity will help you in your performance reviews. Absolutely. Immensely. Absolutely. All right. Number six. This is one that we've kind of sprinkled in throughout mm-hmm. a lot of our conversations, but it's very important. Number six, adaptability. This change, man. It happens. You got a whole episode on it now. That I think everything. About it. Dude, every. every you know, and and the reality is this. Humans are comfortable in status quo. We are. We are. And what's that? I heard a, 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 an old manager say, nobody likes change but a wet baby. <laughs> yeah. Because it is, it throws us out for our comfort zones, and our minds are trying to get to a comfort zone so we right. can chill. Right. So that's, you know, but yeah, adaptability. And by the way, the first person that adapts uh, wins. Yeah. I, th- I think comfort zones should be like mini vacations. You yeah. get there, you take a break, you relax for a little bit, but then it's time to get back to work. Because it's off the chain. Up, yeah. Up in here. And if you can, here's one too about adaptability. If you have to have it the old way, mm-hmm. you become obsolete. Mm-hmm. I'll give you, for instance, uh, the record. We had 33 and a third records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got devalued by the 45s. Yeah. They got devalued by the 8-tracks. Yeah. They got devalued by the cassette. You got to say cassette. Cassette tape. (laughs) Then the cassette gets devalued by the DVD. Yeah. And then that gets divided by the MP whatever. MP3, yeah. Now they're just going to stick a chip in the side of our head, and we can play music and watch TV (laughs) and whatever. Now, if you're stuck in the past and you're not adaptable, you become obsolete because if you pull up in a truck and you got an eight track player, I'm dogging you all the way wherever we going. Yeah. So See, and 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 to keep keep with your analogy, the yeah. artist, the type the type of music, the artist, the record companies yes. or whatever, yeah, that were open to the changing landscape of yes. music technology, yes, have been the ones at the forefront to stay absolutely on top. Te- so. Technology drove. Um, we used to have ugly singers. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't be an ugly artist no more. No, we got, man, we 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 got cameras, we got cameras everywhere. To, people, you know, I'm back from Temptation days or whatever. Yeah, man. You know they had these steps. We had singers that was hit, and then you go to the concert, and you be like, ooh, man, yeah. they can sing. Yeah, pretty much. Now today, I don't even go to the concert. I flip on the video. Yeah, you see it all. And if the person doesn't have that look, yeah. now I could be mad about that or not. Yeah. But if I'm an artist, I yeah. got to be adaptable. Gotta I got to find adapt- a product to put that out. I, I wrote something down, and then we'll go to number seven. Um, but what I wrote down was change is inevitable, mm-hmm. and fail plans are too. Yes. So, <laughs> so what are yes. you going to do? Yeah. And sometimes you can't do nothing about it. Get up, put your big boy pants, your big girl pants on, and keep stepping. It's all about the way we react. Yep. Yep. Number seven. This is the last one. Mm-hmm. Good etiquette. Good etiquette. Don't what? talk. Don't talk with your mouth full. Don't. Don't dig in your nose. Yo. <laughs> I promise. Etiquette is probably something that needs to be brought back into 
society in the sense of like something that is taught. Absolutely. In some form, whether it's an independent thing or back in schools or grown folks need to go take etiquette classes or whatever. But I mean, it's simple things such as um, types of conversations to hold when you're in mixed company. Um, yes. Um, yes. I don't talk with your mouth full. Yes. You know, resting your elbows on the table. Get hovering it. over your plate and letting food fall out of your mouth yeah, while you're eating. I'm still for opening doors. I know this is the world. Yes. I, I'm old school. Absolutely. I'm me still too. for opening doors. And if somebody, I've had a couple people mad at me because I got the door. Yeah. I don't care. I'm always going to be deferential. I was raised that way. Listen, if I, if I see somebody behind me, yeah. I, and I don't know how people will take it, whether it's a guy or a lady, I don't care. I open yeah. the door and I'll, yeah. hey, you want to go in first? Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Elevators. Yeah. You know, like all of it. And all that bills for you mm-hmm. is a part of positive image and reputation. Sure. Every yeah. time that person sees you, yeah. this is the person that held the door for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's a, that's a real thing. Yeah. But but I, I think practice etiquette as a skill, Yeah. again, because it, it one, it can help open the door to um, a new um, uh-huh. relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So meaning I held this door for somebody, a complete stranger, or somebody that I see all the time, but I, re- I rarely speak to, right? Open the door. Oh, thank you. Hey, how you doing? How's your day today? Boom. Uh-huh. Here's a new conversation. Uh-huh. You know, here's a new uh, acquaintance. Uh-huh. I, uh, I got a rep. I got a rep. One of my old mentors. Go. Okay, Harvey Coleman. Harvey, Harvey Coleman. Coleman. He's off the chain, and I saw some more of his work this past week. He mm-hmm. took us all out after class yep. and said, "You're going to have to order wine." Uh-huh. I said, "Well, what if I don't drink wine?" He said, it "Doesn't matter. You have to drink it. You got to know how to order it." Yeah. So, you know, a couple of brothers from the hood, we, we had a Boone's Farm in, in, in River. <laughs> I don't know. So he told us, he said, okay, the red that goes with the meat, what, what has more tannin in it? I said, what's tannin? That little bite back flavor. When do you do the, the rosé when you yeah. don't know it's going to be fish? or? And the comeback is, well, what are you having, boss? And they will test you to see if you know. Now, I'm not drinking it. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. Right. Hey, boss, whatever. And there's nothing wrong with say, a little, a little, you know, Boss, you get with a Merlot to go with your mm. whatever, whatever, mm. and they will test you. Right. So etiquette is, and especially for some of us, mm. it is critical. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> now, the interesting thing is, like, there there are some places where, you know, they don't do the company dinners in, as much anymore. Yeah. yeah. But occasionally they do. Like, our, our big boss comes into town at least once or twice a year and okay. takes the entire group out to a formal restaurant at lunch. It's off the, he's checking you then. You know? And it, and it's, it, it's there. Um, all right. Seven yeah. skills, man. Yes, underrated, but please have them. Yeah, seven, seven underrated skills that are useful in any job. Empathy, patience, eloquence, curiosity, creativity, adaptability, and good etiquette. That, that's, a good, that's a good list. That's a good little list, man. That's a good list, man. All right, on to the next. All right. This is episode 34 of Beyond the Cubicle Podcast for Brian Montgomery. Eric Kelly. See y'all on the next episode. We're out. Mm-hmm.